Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of Race Like a Girl. We're here to bring you a special fall brawl episode. So we have Nick Johnson back on the show, who is our Race Like a Girl sound engineer. And we also have Derek back on the show, who is, um, you know, I would also say he's team Race Like a Girl. But um, again, he is the techno assistant regional team manager. And then our special guest on the episode today is Evan Vale. So Evan, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Oh, yeah, no problem. I'm glad to be here. So all four of us were recently at Fall Brawl, and we're just going to take a minute to tell you how our Fall Brawl went. So for me personally, we talked about on the podcast last time how Nick and I were both deciding whether to run pro or open, and Nick's decision was influenced by mine. Well, we both uh, decided on running open. And for me, I'd say that qualifying went better than expected. In um, Nitro Buggy, I got a third right off the bat in the first qualifier, and I was able to get 10 laps, so that was awesome. And then in the second qualifier, I qualified ninth. And in the last qualifier, I knew I had to turn it up, and I qualified fourth. So I had a third, a ninth, and a fourth. So my two best were third and fourth, and that put me fourth overall in the A main. And, um, you know, we talked about on the podcast last time how my expectations were just to make the A main. So the fact that I was able to consistently keep it towards the top of the A main, I was um, I was pretty impressed with myself for qualifying, especially because a lot of times I don't really show my speed until the main. Um, it was nice to show some speed in qualifying too. So Nitro Buggy definitely definitely went fairly well, and then E Buggy I. Um, qualified fourth fifth and fourth and that was also a pleasant surprise to me because again my goal was just to make the a main and um i haven't driven e-buggy since fall brawl last year so i haven't been behind an e-buggy in a while and you know it was nice to feel fast in that class too so a fourth fifth and a fourth was actually only good enough for six so i started six overall in e-buggy and that's actually as far as it went, because I'm sure we'll get into it. But uh, the later electric classes got rained out at Fall Brawl. So unfortunately, we weren't able to run our main for e-buggy. But our main for Nitro Buggy was pretty crazy because it started raining and we were scrambling on what tire choice to pick. And it just really didn't stop raining. So the track was super slick. Conditions were you know, way crazier than they were the whole weekend because, the, you know, the track all of a sudden didn't have grip. It was just wet. Um, but I was able to get a third in Nitro Buggy, so that was pretty exciting. Um, Evan, why don't you tell us about your weekend? Uh, well, my uh, weekend was a little shorter than expected because I had to work on Friday. So I showed up Friday night without any practice and threw down Saturday morning. And uh, yeah, I had I had set up some of my cars from last year, so everything was pretty good right off the bat. I um, I was able to qualify, I think sixth in truck in the first round, and like fifth in buggy. So that was a pretty good first round. I'm not sure exactly how the second round went. I think I had like a second in truggy, and I don't think I did good in buggy. 
uh, I think I chose the wrong tire or something. And then the third round, I um, I TQ truck. Colt ended up sitting it out, I guess, because he already TQ'd. And then in buggy, I got third overall, which was pretty good for me. So I was able to, I think it set me up second in the main for truck and sixth in buggy. So, yeah, it was it was pretty good qualifying. I was happy how it went, not having any practice. And, um, yeah, main day was definitely uh, a little interesting. It, uh, it was the weather, it was kind of overcast the whole day. And then as the mains came around it started drizzling so my truck main was first and uh yeah i got off a good start me and cole ogden we uh had a good battle in trucks the first couple minutes and he made a mistake and i was able to get by him so i led that one for the rest of the race but it wasn't as easy as i wish it could have been because it started raining and the track got super slick because it was like uh basically like uh water on a concrete floor at that point so we were all sliding around and then on top of that my uh engine got super rich i'm not sure if it was the glow plug or if it was the clutch but um yeah it got super rich and it was hard to hard to drive so cole ended up chasing me down but i had enough time to take the win so yeah i was super happy about that it was my first uh official win at the fall overall i won truck last year but it got rained out so yeah i was actually able to run the main this time and win it straight up but uh yeah and buggy buggy didn't go so well the track was super muddy because it was still pouring down rain and uh we ended up setting my car too too light for the conditions and i think it just got too weighed down and started bogging everywhere we set the clutch too light and the center diff too light and it just got too weighed down but i think i ended up seventh from that so yeah, I'm happy with how the weekend went. It was it was good, especially for not having as much practice as or any practice. So yeah, I was I was happy about it. Yeah, my uh, fall brawl went great. Like Kitty was talking about, our plans and our goals were just to make the A main, but I found out pretty quickly during qualifying that that goal had uh, been shifted quite a bit after round one. I was already pretty solidly in with a. Uh, I believe a 12 and I didn't really have a very good run. And then <clears throat> in the second qualifier, I'm not sure what happened. If I drank something special or <laughs> the sun was pointing the correct direction, but I had the run of my life and I ended up with an 11 lap run to TQ the round. And looking back, I think it was like 15th or 16th in the pro field. So, I mean, I was super happy about that. The car was perfect, and I just drove a good run. So, that was really cool. And then in the third round, I chose a different tire. I tried to go with the Positrons, but I I don't quite have the driving style, I think, to make those tires work for me. So, I had a terrible run there, like 20-something. I had to drop out and uh, rely on my first two runs, which seeded me, I believe, seventh. And then in truck, I actually had a pretty solid day. I had like a 17, a 9, and a 10, which just put me, I believe, starting third in the B main. So going into the weekend, I was thinking lower B, upper C for truck, and I ended up towards the top of the B with actually a chance to make it to the A main in that, which I was fairly stoked about. Um, B main for the truck, I... 
I really have mixed emotions about it because one, I'm really stoked to be close enough to make it to the A main, but I was also really bummed because I ended up fourth and not getting the bump spot. I made just too many stupid mistakes, mistakes I hadn't made all weekend. Pressure got to me, who knows what, but I mean, just looking at this main Ogden, Vale, Woodyard, Hecker, Cycler, Cabri, Payhood. I mean, to be in a main with those guys would have been like career best for me. So knowing that I was close enough and probably had the speed to do it is really cool. It just sucks not to actually do it. So at least now I can um, set the bar a little bit higher next year, I suppose. And maybe I can get it there. And then, like you were talking in our open buggy A main, the uh, the skies opened up on us about halfway through that truck main of Evans just before us. And I was pitting Christian Payhood during that race, so I couldn't run back and start changing my car. I still had to perform my pit duties as a good pit duty guy, or pit guy should. And uh, once he was done with his last stop, kind of sent him on his way, and I ran back to the pit to try to do something. And the only thing I knew to do was to rely on my big car racing background and just raise the car way up, try to get the center of gravity up as high as I could to try to create some type of side bite. Um, I think all of us looking back would have done something different as far as whether it be setup or tires or anything. But given the amount of time that we had to adjust and prepare for it, I think I think it was fine. Um, warm up, I was actually I was really surprised. I don't know about you, Katie, but the track it, it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Like watching that truck, man, watch those guys throw it around. It looked like a lot of guys were struggling, and I don't know if the track started to break up during our main or not, but it certainly was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. And getting around the track, I mean, it reminded me, I think you, we were talking after the race, Katie, that it was like racing go-karts in the rain. You're just kind of slipping and sliding, and the track's evolving every lap. Lines are different. Breaking points are different. It's not just the same thing for 20 minutes. You're learning and constantly changing every single lap to try to go better, and you find stuff that works, and you find stuff that doesn't. You try to combine it all. I'll try not to make too big of a goof up and end up back in the pack. But I think uh, just there around my first pit stop, I think I was up to third. I think I just got by you. And I was looking to probably finish third at the end. But uh, unfortunately for Brent Densford, he lost a wheel with, I think it was less than a minute ago. He had the right tires on and was driving great. I really feel for Brent because he was doing a killer job. But, you know, one man's misfortune is another man's fortune. And bumped me up to second and you up to third, Katie. And I'll take it. I mean, I was pretty happy with that. I think I had a really great weekend. And hopefully um, I've learned a lot of, uh, about my cars as well. So hopefully I can translate all that into uh, future events and i'm excited for next year yeah we did talk about how it's exactly like or it did feel exactly like racing in the rain in go-karts and evan kind of touched on it too 
when it started to rain, especially when it first started to rain and it was really, you know, more rain than just a sprinkle, it felt like, you know, driving on wet concrete. I think that's what Evan said. And it was just so, so slick. And that's exactly what it feels like driving my go-kart on on you know the road when i'm driving at you know gopro on the gopro track and i feel like that definitely benefited me somewhat because i anticipated that the car was going to react like it does react in my go-kart and so i expected to constantly have to have to counter steer and kind of like drift the car through the corners so i felt like that definitely benefited me somewhat but it was just crazy um, how much the track changed and how much it really mixed everybody up. And I definitely do feel for Brent because you're right. I was looking at a fourth until like the last two minutes. And that's definitely a heartbreaker that he read that he led almost the entire race and then lost a wheel nut there at the very end. But um, I feel like I didn't anticipate it to be as completely wet as it was because it was sprinkling for the longest time before our race so I was like okay clay slide locks no big deal it's like wet on the track so I'll just stick with the clays because they're good you know with moisture and then I got on the track and I was like oh my gosh this is not like just moisture in the track this is like (laughs) straight like drenched wet track and Dave, um, Dave told me after the race that he almost ran back to the pits in my warm up and got me M4 positrons. But he said that he didn't because he was so surprised that I was driving that good in warm up. He was like, I couldn't believe that you were passing that many people in warm up and that you were actually hanging on to the car in those conditions. So I guess you could say I somewhat made him proud in warm up and that's what prompted him not to go get me those M4 tires. But I feel like it would have really benefited me to be on M4s and not clays just because especially at the end, towards the end of our run, um, the track got more tacky, so to speak. And the more tacky that it got and the less... um, the kind of more traction we had and the faster that we could go because the tackier that the track was, the easier it was to drive through the corners without you feeling like you needed to drift and everything like that. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think during that, the last half of that truck main and probably the first half of our main, it was like Evan was saying, we're just water on top of concrete and you're just kind of sliding around and trying to make it happen. But then yeah. as that water soaked in and we started to dig through that top layer is when the tackiness started to come come to it and change the grip. And then we saw in Evan's race in the Pro Nitro main that the track was, I know they just drive better. It looked like they had a ton more grip as well. Yeah, we had grip because I thought the track wasn't going to break up. So I put Positrons on there and I went out there and it had already broken up and they were so slick it was ridiculous. So. I got Dave to actually get me a set of tires off his table because I wasn't prepared at all. So <laughs> I think he, I, don't I know heard about that. He yeah, I think he put on like M4 Fugitive Lights or something. Yeah, he I did. Hate that tire, but it, it worked out okay. So, 
But yeah, I agree. I think the well, obviously the the pro A main, I mean, drove way better than the open A main. Us guys would have probably not made the A main and pro. Let's put it that way. So y'all were definitely driving way better than us. Um, but I do feel like the track broke up or was more tackier by the time that you guys ran on it. So, I mean, and I even felt that towards the end of our race, I was like, okay, like I was somewhat not even realizing how much harder I could drive through the corners at the end of the race than I could at the beginning of the race, just because it was gaining traction from it actually becoming tacky instead of like glass on the top of the surface. So the more it broke up, the easier it was to feel like you are not sliding everywhere on the yeah. track. Yeah, that um, track definitely had traction. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy watching you guys. Because I was like, man, I I didn't feel like that on the track. Yeah. I mean, y'all were just digging. I was yeah. like, I know I wasn't that fast. <laughs> no, I, know, I know our track definitely had more traction. Because I went from Truggy knowing how slick it was to that. So... We almost had, it was like mud on mud traction. It was almost too much for, it was definitely too much for how soft my car was. So, yeah. Yep. Went from one extreme to the other. Uh, Derek, you want to give us the rundown of your fall, bro? Yeah, I guess so. But uh, I have to have a disclaimer. I don't have any fun mud stories because I was fortunate <laughs> enough. I was fortunate enough to run slow enough to not have to, to deal with that. So, but, um, but yeah, bonus, you don't have to clean your car. No, that that is very true. I had a pretty easy clean. I, I barely even had to touch it. Um, but no, uh, thanks again for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, but uh, yeah, so for the fall brawl, I ran um, e, uh, pro e-buggy and pro nitro buggy. I, I originally had planned to run e-truggy, but I bought the, when I signed up, I didn't have the nitro yet. And then I bought the nitro and keeping my word, if I want to run with the best, you got to race with the best. So, or you want to be the best, you got to run with the best. So. I decided to withdraw on the truggy and keep the pro e-buggy and then go to pro nitro uh, buggy. So, um, let's see here. What went better? I'll go start with the good news. Uh, pro e-buggy was probably was actually a bit better than I expected, I think, going in. Um, I think, you know, not knowing who or how many of the pros and everybody would switch over and run the nitro, you know, sometimes, or I mean, the e-buggy versus the, the pro nitro truggy and and such like that. So I was thinking, man, if I can get into the B main or high B main, I'd be, I'd be sitting pretty good. Um, and, and e-buggy and nitro because, you know, it's about my fifth race and I can pull out a whole nother list of excuses. I just wanted to be somewhat competitive and, uh, you know, make sure I hit my marks and, you know, and, and just, just race well with the buggy, you know, as I'm still learning to, you know, get used to nitro, but, but practice for, I mean, well, I skip practice really, but, um, Going into qualifying that for again e buggy, I uh, my first round actually was probably my best round overall. Um, I think I ended up 14th, and um, I was really surprised with my time. My my e buggy time was like that of the pro nitro times, and I was like, that's not so bad. But once the other the other two heats went, I was like, okay, so everybody's just gonna go faster too. So, um, but I ended up with 14th, and I'm sitting on the outside, kind of looking in at that point, you know, with them taking 10, and I'm thinking that's not so bad. Second round, I think I was 18th. Um, I had, I had, I had two bobbles in that one there and I was about 10 seconds slower that round and I forget my third round where I was at, but where, where it put me though, I, I think it was decent enough because I ended up qualifying, 
um, 15th overall. So I was starting fifth in the B in pro uh, e-buggy, which was, I was pretty excited about. I was like, I think I have a shot here, you know, since we're taking three bumps, you know, it made it a bit easier for me. Try to get in there. And uh, so um, I could switch over to Nitro, or I'll just finish out the e-buggy, I guess. Um, I got into the B main there. Again, I didn't get any rain. That was a bit later in the day um, on Sunday, but it, I think a raindrop started right after I came off the track if I remember correctly, because I remember seeing a raindrop or two hitting the car, but, but yeah, it, it was nothing like you guys got, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I got a, uh, I got a decent start. Um, you know, I was running, I got a, I was, the, the top five broke away there on the first lap and midway through the first lap, I cat in the chicane section, right in the middle of the track, right in front of you. As I was trying to get some speed through there, somebody made a bobble and I stood up in the fourth and next thing you know, I just tagged the pipe ever so slightly. They sent me in like a 360. I think I did two of them. And then, you know, three cars went by. And then I think I tangled with somebody coming off the left-hand corner and dropped me back, back, back down to like ninth, I believe, or, or something like that. And, and then it was, it was just kind of battling back and forth between like, I, got, I think I got the sixth at one point, and then it was like seventh and eighth. But I ended up coming home ninth in e-buggy. Uh, I was pretty bummed. Uh, I really thought I had a shot, you know, going into it there and, you know, uh, you know trying to keep the speed and pace there early on. I you know, made, a, I made a, a dumb mistake there and you know, tagged the pipe just a little bit. Um, but I think I had the car, you know, to, to make it. I just, just, you know, just a mistake there. And that, that's all it takes when everybody's so fast. Because, again, we didn't have any rain. And, I mean, I even ran some of my fastest times of the weekend in that race. And uh, I think that just that, that shows you that everybody else was running fast, too. So, I mean, it was really fast. And one mistake was what really did me in there. But so a little bummed about that one. But I, I know where I can. I think I know I had the speed there. I just got to, you know, got to put it all together. Maybe. Um nitro buggy again it's 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 still a uh a learning a, a learning and pro, uh, lesson you know i'm still running, figuring out how to make the car work you know how to drive it um you know still figuring out is it the motor is it the setup you know and and i always default that it's always the motor and um not that it's bad it's just me just getting used to it you know from the electric finger and that but um qualifying wasn't terrible starting off for me now granted this was the most we know where, where the pros are at there so my expectations were realistic they weren't negative they were just realistic and after round one i, I hit a 10 lap pace but i wrecked really bad on the last lap and it was i think i went from like a like a 10 lap 525 to like a 10 lap and then finished like a 36 or something so it was it was a really really long lap but i made 10 laps and so i was like okay i'm, I'm where i need to be i just need to i need i need to improve a ton because i know everybody the pros are getting in the 11s but Second round, I had a lot of mistakes, barely made, I just missed 10 laps. And then the third qualifier, I, um, I, I was, it wasn't a good run, but I did flip over in the, the, the double rate by the finish line. And I had a, Marshall had to come from the corner, not his fault, but um, I happened to uh, flame out when I was upside down. I couldn't see the car because I was still trying to keep it going. But so that didn't put me so well. I, um, so I started, I think, I'm, you, you might want to cut all this out, Nick. And, you know, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I did start in the E-Main in Pro Nitro, um, and uh, I was I think there was only about six of us or five of us, and uh, I did have a car. I did have an issue. Um, we'll just leave it at that with my car, and DJ Hepler, um, our new teammate for the year, was, again, a humongous help. I can, I can never thank DJ enough for all that he's done, and he's helped me with, uh, you know, over the course of these last six or seven races that we've been at with the Nitro car, and even beforehand, but. Uh, he helped me out there, and um, but we did bump from the E main. From uh, I got finished second, and then we went to the D main. And um, this, and I kind of mix up my e buggy in this race, but I do recall I, I actually did start 
you know, I started uh, uh, 11 or 12. I got up to, uh, I got, I did get up to fifth in the first lap and I did make a mistake there myself. And I was so mad because I, I, I navigated through the first Rex, you know, after the crossover and everything. And I'm like, man, you're going to be sitting here pretty good here in a second. Won't you get up? Oh, and there it goes, you know, and uh, I think I got a little too excited. Maybe I just tagged, tagged the pipe there and again, and, and that sent me back. And so I, um, then I, I kind of made my way back up like six, I think, at one point, or I was already running in six, and I did. Uh, I made a dumb mistake. I came through the crossover on the underside of it, hit a bump, hit the inside berm, and kind of launched me a little bit. And I flipped over on the, the back face of the crossover, and that's the spot where nobody wants to go into. And after that lap, um, so it was a fifty-second lap after that one, and that dropped me from I was running eighth at the time, and that dropped me down to eleven in the D there. So. Uh, not much to say with that on the nitro side, I guess. Uh, learning experience for sure on certain things, maintenance-wise, and uh, you know what you just have to make sure you take care of. But uh, it's still fun. Again, I appreciate the help from the teammate. You know, teammates. Everybody was working together, and a lot of people. I saw a lot of people working together this weekend. You know, different brands, and it was nice to see. And that was one thing I was, you know, I really wanted to say on this on the podcast or even in a post was that I looked around. You know, I saw Spencer Hacker. He was helping TLR. Now they might have been buddies, and they came down with, but it was. You know, I know he used to run them, and but there were a lot of different people helping different people out this week. And I know I helped with some HV cars, just you know, in the pits there. You know, when someone flames out, everybody's always jumping in to help. And you know, you saw that cross brand stuff. And it, so, this race was a good race, I think, overall from racing to in the pits. You know, everybody, you know, I, I haven't heard anything negative, which is a good thing. And nothing, that's not saying that there needs to be anything negative said, but uh, I think this was a good race this year. And um, like I said, I can't wait for it next year and the years to come. But the last thing I'll end with is since Nick and Katie, since you guys were, you know, you know, you guys are kind of beating your chest now with that open class this year. I guess, I guess the only logical thing now is to, is to come beat me, you know, or, you know, back in that D or E main or, you know, finish ahead of me in pro. So I guess we'll see you guys there next year. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I was talking at the <laughs> end of the weekend and um, saying, well, here I go. Now I got D and C mains for the next couple of years until I get good enough to hopefully one day make an A main and pro. But it's just you have to change your expectations, just like your expectations were for pro natural buggy. The your goal wasn't to make the A main because you knew that probably wasn't something that you're ready for yet. And for me and Katie, it's gonna be the same thing. We're this time next year. We're not gonna be ready. I don't think unless. But yeah, I know what you mean there. You're keeping it realistic and you just race the best you can. You, if you try to race outside of that, I think you get yourself in trouble. And, um, but it also, I think you guys have the confidence. You guys have the skill set. I think you guys be fine. I give you a hard time right there, but you guys did have a great weekend there. Evan, congratulations again. I mean, uh, you know, and yeah, just, thank you. just a good, just a good weekend there all, all around, you know, with racing and friends and, you know, just making it happen. I'm, I'm glad we were able to get most of it in. So I had no complaints. I think that one day, even though I was excited about my third place finish this weekend, I think that one day, because I've already seen it happen to me now this year, I was thinking like, oh, you know, my results this year, I don't know if they're going to be as exciting as when I was winning or podiuming all the time in sportsman, but it totally was way more exciting when I was doing well and at least making the A main in the pro classes locally. That was way more exciting than just going out and, 
you know, winning or podiuming in sportsmen. And so although it was fun to get third place this year in open nitro buggy, because I've never made an A main at fall brawl before all the years prior, I did not, (laughs) did not have the speed that I had this year and could not make the A main. And so um, I think that one day it will be way more exciting for me to try to make, you know, the C main or the B main of pro than it necessarily was to get my third place in um, the open class. But I'll take it for this year, especially since I had never got it before. Yep. No shame there and anything like there. I, I, again, I give you guys a hard time just, just this moment here. But, I mean, I, I know where I should be. Well, I like the driving, but I like the, you know, the challenge and things and things like that. But I, I think uh, well, that's what we have to strive for, right? We, we all want to do the best we can. And, and, you know, we'll bump and we'll move up and we'll move where we need to be, to, you know, to be the best we can and most competitive. And things. It's all about the fun. But, but yeah, I know I hear you. I, I'm, I'm with you. I feel like part of it, too, is the amount of pressure is going to be a lot less, too. Because this too, we're talking like, oh, we, we want to make the A. We should make the A. So now, like, we're kind of we're afraid to mess up and not make the A in open. But, you know, if we were running pro, like, almost expect to be last. So you just kind of go out and run what you run, and where you end up is where you end up. And as long as you have a good time, what's it matter? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that statement, too. One other thing that I thought was funny that Derek said is, Derek said he was having a hard time going from running electric all the time to running nitro. I found myself this weekend especially doing some goofy, crazy stuff in my e-buggy because it has been solely nitro for me all year long. So, you know, I, I don't remember if it was you or Dave who put me down for one of my qualifiers, but I started revving the e-buggy up like I needed to warm it up. I did it twice, and I was like, oh, my gosh, why am I hitting throttle right now? Like, the race hasn't (laughs) even started. Like, it was just so natural for me to just be like, oh, yep, I'm driving nitro buggy, even though it was an e-buggy. And then I don't know. I don't know if I did it during any of the qualifiers or the races, but during practice, it never failed. If I was upside down, Whoever was out on the track marshalling me probably thought I was crazy and the most impatient driver ever because when I was upside down, I felt the need to rev it until somebody got to me. It wasn't because I was like, oh my gosh, you gotta get, you got to get my car so fast in practice. It was like, oh my gosh, I have nitro finger right now and I keep forgetting that I'm driving an e-buggy and not a nitro buggy. So... That's interesting to hear you struggling go to nitro because I was struggling going to e-buggy. And um, I think it was Angela, actually. So that's also funny, too. Every time Angela watched me in the qualifiers, um, I would come off the driver's stand and she'd be like, Katie, why are you driving like that in the sweepers? And I'd be like, what are you talking about? She's like, you keep going around the whole sweeper. It's like, I can't quit the nitro finger because you don't need to drive like that in the sweeper section, especially in e-buggy. Like you can just hit the throttle and go. But for whatever reason, my brain just feels the need to like, keep that traction going like you would in a nitro buggy and I'm just you know constantly on it and I thought it was funny that Angela was the one who was watching me and noticed like oh she's totally driving that like a nitro 
Yeah, that's funny. That's yeah. why I, I had to park my e-buggy early this year because driving that compared to the nitro buggy is too different. I went and I got a truggy, and that's where I run exclusively. Nitro truggy and buggy. Just stay with one thing, relatively the same. I can just work on my driving in that. Yeah, Angela kept telling me, she's like, Katie keeps revving her car like it's a nitro. And uh, so I would watch and I could see how you were driving it. You could tell like it was a little bit different. Like you'd see like spurts, like you could see like the car, like sometimes I, it was like a little bit of a sweeper section or going up the hill in the back. And it was, it was kind of like punch here. Like uh, you're like punching it at times. And it was, it was interesting to see, but, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a little getting used to here at first. Now I think I drive my e-buggy probably worse now than I did before. And I probably drive nitro about the same, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a little different for sure. I was going to say, I always thought that, um, the e-buggy, if I could drive the Nitro like I do the e-buggy, I'd be faster. That's kind of what helps me recently. Like, just rolling into the throttle is the easiest way. Like, you drive a real car. That's what I do. Like, because I used to drive, like, flip throttle and Nitro. But um, it just really, if, if you have your motor tune right and your clutch right, I think rolling in is the best way, like you would in the e-buggy. So, that's what I've done recently. And it helps, especially on loose tracks when it rains <laughs> so. yeah believe it or not my lap times in e-buggy were way faster than they were in nitro like almost a yeah. second faster every round and you know yeah. that was crazy to me because i know that sometimes e-buggy can be faster for anybody not just me but um that was crazy to me because I haven't drove e-buggy in so long. And so that's why I was so bummed about not getting to run my e-buggy main because yeah. I was in the top five consistently every single qualifier. And that's with me making a bunch of mistakes. <laughs> like it, you know, what yeah. kept me in the top five in the qualifiers was just because I had some, some serious speed. It wasn't because I was having clean runs, which was the total opposite in Nitro Buggy. I was having clean runs, nice runs in Nitro Buggy, which, you know, kept me towards the top. But in E-Buggy, I was just having fast runs. They were by no means consistent. So I felt like if I would have just kept it together, I would have really had a shot at you know getting even higher in e-buggy if we actually would have raced and i could have kept it together but most of my mistakes came from treating it like a nitro like i i would blip the throttle at goofy times and it would send me cartwheeling or something like that or you know it was just different people that we were racing in e-buggy so i didn't always know when to trust somebody when i was trying to make a pass in the qualifiers so yeah, I was I was definitely bummed about not getting to run my e buggy race because the e buggy was way faster for me than the nitro. All right, the next thing that I want to talk about before we get off of fall brawl, um, we all kind of talked about our tire choice for the main. I think for the most part, we either stuck with clays or um, a harder compound during the day for qualifying. And then uh, most people went to M4s during the main. Um, if, if your main was in the rain, let's put it that way. Um, but I also just kind of want to talk about, we heard about all of our races. I want us to also say, you know, what other people were at Fall Brawl that really kind of impressed us. 
So I'll go first. I have a couple different people in mind. The first one is obviously we already touched on was Brent in our um, open nitro buggy final because he really had that thing locked up until he lost a wheel nut. And he was just driving really good in one of the worst conditions possible. So um, I think that Brent had a very good run in the A main, even though he wasn't able to finish. Um I also think that Scott Lale in Open E-Buggy had one heck of a run playing the bump game. He broke twice in E-Buggy, and I forget if that landed him in the E-Main or the D-Main. It was one of those. But he bumped all the way up to the A-Main, and then it was a bummer that he couldn't run the A-Main. But to bump from the D to the C, and then the C to the B, and then the B to the A... Is pretty hard to do because you're coming from the back of the field every time. And, you know, for every race, it was a 13-car field. So he's he's having to get through nearly 13 cars in a short amount of time because the electric races were only six minutes. And um, I think there were two or three races where he actually won the race. He didn't just come in the top three. Um, so I thought that was pretty impressive that he was able to play the bump game. Um to get all the way up through open e-buggy and then in a pro in the pro class um i thought that jackson brunson had some really good runs in e-buggy he actually tq'd one of the rounds didn't he i believe so yeah i think so yeah so i thought i thought that that was really good that he was you know, he is a fast guy. I consider him a fast guy. But um, TQing around and just, you know, showing that much speed, I thought was really awesome. Um, I also, um, you know, this is personal because I got to pit Dave for the C-Main. But I was really impressed with, with Dave in the C-Main because... Um, I felt like he had some really fast laps throughout the weekend, but, you know, qualifying just went okay, and he was in the C-Main, but he was really able to put it together in the C-Main and put it in a, put in a nice, clean run, which brought him to the B-Main and uh, Pro Nitro Buggy, which was, um, he thought would have been a lofty goal, but, you know, he was able to make it in there, and he had a decent run in the B-Main, so... It was so fun to um, it was so fun to cheer for him in the C main. I always get so anxious when he's in the bump spot. Anybody who watches me pit him or watches me watch him race knows that I can be a little extra, but it's because I love <laughs> I love watching the races, especially when it's an exciting race. Evan, you want to tell us who you were impressed with? <laughs> yeah, I uh, let's see here. I think I know for sure the people in my class I was impressed with. Was uh, I always think Lee Setzer is doing pretty good in Nitro now. Like he runs Tenska a lot. I know down in Florida, and uh, he's I don't know how long he's been running Nitro for, but I know he's been running for at least a year or two. But yeah, he had some pretty impressive runs, especially in the main in the mud. He he got third, like a second behind Spencer or something. So that was impressive. Um, I know. Let's see here. I know Logan Cowick made the main truggy. That was pretty cool of him. He's a local guy. It was cool for him to make the main. Him and, and Trent then, Walker had an amazing Truggy B main. Oh, really? I didn't get to see it, but 
they were they were nose to tail for almost the entire race and they were nose to tail for the third spot so one of them was gonna bump and one of them wasn't oh really so i guess trent didn't get the best into that one no but it was still a good race i mean for both of them they both did good yeah that's awesome heck yeah and i know um See, I know J- Jake Psych Leather, he bumped from the C main to the A main in Nitro Buggy. So that was oh, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that's pretty hard to do in Nitro Buggy. Especially... That's really hard to do, especially in the pro class. I'm yeah. with you on that one. So that was impressive. He had some super good runs in the mains. and uh, But yeah, that was my three picks right there. They uh, all had good weekends, I think, and all made pretty good personal accomplishments, I think. So that was, that was cool. Yeah, personally, I... Um... I think Cole Ogden was killing it. I was actually almost a little bit surprised. I know Truggy's your wheelhouse, Evan. Mm. But I think I I knew it was going to be a race between you two because he's really been doing well this year. And I think a lot of it yeah. has to do with the uh, amount of testing he's done overseas and running the uh, entire RTGP. I think he's just kind of oh, raised, yeah. raised his own bar a bit. And he was pretty much unstoppable in that pro aiming. So... That was mm-hmm. cool to see. Um, other people who like really surprised me was Scott Dixon. That guy was ripping in his e-buggy in 40-plus, and he actually made the main in pro e-buggy as well. He's so smooth and so consistent. Like, he may not be the outright fastest dude, but I mean he's still ripping around pretty good, and it seems like he's not very mistake-prone. That was cool to see. And then uh, my buddy Hal Martin. I think Hal's ran oh, yeah. a grand you? total of one race this year. And it was fall brawl. And to qualify 10th and make the pro e-buggy A-main, he was super stoked. I felt so bad for him, too, because that's all he was running was pro e-buggy. So he makes the A. He gets there at 7 o'clock in the morning to marshal the first race. He's there pretty much all day helping pit me. He was my pit guy in uh, Truggy and Buggy. He was helping me pick Christian in his runs, and then it gets time for his, and the rain falls, and he doesn't even get to race. So I kind of felt really bad for him, but, man, he he really did good. Hopefully, um, I know he works in real racing, or not real racing, but big car racing, and uh, he doesn't get very many weekends off, but it'd be cool to see him at the track more. I was impressed with, uh, I'd say, Lee Setzer in pro class. He... He was pretty fast all weekend. I haven't seen him much before, but, um, you know, I know the name. I just haven't seen him much, and he was pretty impressive to watch, you know, along with the other pros that, you know, I expected to see. I think most of the guys do what they usually do. Uh, Cole Algen was a lot faster than I expected really anybody to be in certain at certain times, um, so he was flying as well. Um, but I do have to give a shout-out to teammate, uh, again, Travis Jones. He did win uh, the Open Nitro Buggy. And he had, I think he had to do it the hard way. He started 12th because he came from the B uh, as well in that race. So that was a great job to him. And then also in, um, again, an e-buggy, uh, even pro e-buggy, I think he did bump from the C into the B maybe as well. Yeah, he did bump from the C to the B in uh, pro e-buggy, and he got fifth. Came from 13th and got fifth. So uh, he had a pretty solid weekend overall there, and it was kind of fun to watch him uh, you know, take that, take that step there and get the win. Other than that, um, like I said, you know, a couple of local guys making in, like I said, with Logan there. Um, I know DJ made the B main there, and we had some unfortunate luck in the pro B main, but he, got, he made podium in uh, 
in Nitro. I was really impressed with KB as well, watching the 40-plus main, because I was pitting for DJ uh, in that main where DJ ran third and, um, and Don Elliott, and they had, some good, they had some good battles. But KB was... He was consistently fast in that in that race, and uh, he never looked like he was really pushing it much. And it was fun to it was fun to kind of watch him, you know, just navigate it. He did really well there, so um, it was a good race to watch. But um, but yeah, those are those are probably my picks if I had to say so. I would definitely just also say that it was a really cool experience to watch, you know world champions like spencer rifkin and jared tebow and all the fast guys it was such a cool experience to see them run in a muddy setting because you don't see that often so it was just really really cool i mean i was marshalling that race so it was a little bit hard to actually watch where the race was but just getting to see them on track in that setting was just really awesome to watch them drive yeah, it did look pretty cool. I, I, I was in the pits before the night, before that uh, the pro main was going to go out because, you know, I was watching your race and uh, there was a couple of pros. I heard them standing there and one of them said, uh, he said, I'd rather just finish last than running this. And then I was kind of surprised to hear that all of them said, well, yeah, let's go ahead and run it, you know. And uh, so that was, it was kind of cool, yeah, to watch all that. I, it was fun to watch. It would probably wouldn't be fun to drive in. The cleaning part, you'd probably have to do it right away, you know what I mean? So nothing, save, save what you can from the car, but... Uh, it was cool to watch, for sure. Yeah, so I also don't want to get off the fall brawl topic without saying thank you personally to a couple of people. So I'm going to go ahead and thank Dave because I would never have got my e-buggy together and got it running in time for fall brawl and done all of the nitro prep that I also needed to do um, without him helping me build that car. I was just really running out of time trying to do everything and so i appreciate him getting my car running and then also the badlands crew just did a phenomenal job getting the track ready they worked really hard they repainted the driver's stand they gave us a totally awesome track and um it was really fun having lance back at the track lance hasn't done race directing in a while hasn't announced at any races in a while but he always keeps the show running really fast and so I just want to make sure that we say thank you to those guys on the podcast. And then last but not least, I just always have a lot of people in the pits trying to help me out. Um, my motor in practice, I actually put my my Type R OS motor away at, I think it was Blue Ridge, because I was trying to save it for Fall Brawl. I wanted to have, you know, my motor as best as it could be for Fall Brawl. So I put it away for a while. And when I got it back out in practice, it was just giving me all kind of weird issues and was flaming out a lot. And um, it just really doesn't feel like it has hardly any compression anymore. So I had to go to a backup motor. But um, people like Marla Bright and DJ and Bubba, they were all so willing to just give me one of their motors to run for Fall Brawl like it was nothing. Um, just because they were trying to help me out, I ended up going to my backup motor, so it wasn't a huge deal, but, um, you know, just guys in the pits, like you were saying, doesn't matter what car brand they was, they were, you know, you with techno, DJ with techno, Marlo with x-ray, you know, anybody was, uh, willing to help me out at any time. So just thank you to them. 
yeah, I just want to thank all of my friends for the help. Like, I know I come there alone usually. I mean, I had Cameron with me this time. So he was a big help in pitting me all weekend. And uh, I had Davey let me pit in his trailer. So that was awesome of him. So, yeah, just thanks to all my friends that always helped me at the track and uh, keep me going. It's definitely not easy running Nitro by yourself. So when you have friends that are willing to help and makes it a lot easier. So, yeah, I'm very grateful of that. And shout out to all the guys that made this race possible this past weekend. I know KB, Monty, Jason Smith, and everybody else that works on it. Um, they always do a hard hard job, and it's it's awesome what they can do down there. I mean, it's one of the smoothest tracks you'll ever race on. And even when it does rain, they usually uh, are able to make it work. I know it rained a little Friday night, and it, it wasn't too long until they were running again Saturday morning. So it uh, they definitely know how to run a good race and make some pretty awesome tracks. So, yeah, I'm just grateful to live so close and be able to race there. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Badlands probably my favorite track in the southeast to go to. Love racing there. Those guys do an amazing job. And track was in excellent condition all weekend. So that was good to see. Uh, personally... I got to thank all my buddies in, in my pit this weekend, Christian and Colin and Cole and Hal and Hal and Christian for all the killer pit stops over the weekend and all my friends for being there and having a good time and Dave for the beers. That's about all I got. It was a good time. Yeah, and uh, same here. You know, I thank the crew at Badlands. They're, like I said, they're some of the best and most friendly crew, but it's always a great track as well, so that's always fun. Um, you know, I, again, I don't say it enough, but, uh, I want to thank Angela, you know, always for coming with me and, and, uh, being my pit help. And she's always eager to, you know, to be a part of, you know, helping me pit. I know she helps you pit a good bit, Katie. And then she also loves the marshal and stuff. So she's always wanting to help out at the track as much as possible. So, um, you know, with, it's like, like, uh, Evan was saying, you know, it, it's tough with when you, when you don't have a, a person, you know, or somebody there with, you know, who, you know, that you can rely on right away without having to ask for it. And, you know, it's great having Angela there. And, um, but like you said, Katie, I mean, I really want to thank, um, the, everybody in the pits that's helped out, you know what I mean? Um, DJ for sure. You know, I, I mentioned earlier that I had an issue and he, I, the truth is, I think I had run his car, uh, for, um, the E main and the D main due to uh, an issue that I couldn't fix right away on mine. It wasn't a, uh, a break or anything. It just, it was a maintenance thing. I had a blunder. And, um, so he let me run his car there and, um, and again, the Marlo always helped me with me before tuning the motor. Um, we had Gabe as well, which was pitting with DJ. He helped me out as well. So we had a bunch of, there's always a bunch of help there. And, um, and Dave as well, you know, is always helping me tune and stuff. Cause I'm always having Dave run my car at some point, you know, and I was like, Dave, just, just, just kind of feel it here. And, uh, you know, even, uh, Hannah has helped me. Uh, Mr. Hannah's helped me before he had down the warm up. He helped me with my motor as well. And he spent some time, you know, even when Colin was breaking in a motor, so, you know, again, when you, that track, I don't know, maybe it brings the best out of people at times that it's, it's, you know, everybody was seeming willing just to help anybody. And, and um, that's always appreciated. And I think it's good for the, uh, good for what we do. Yeah. I think there's a little story that we need to go into with Derek on Friday, a little predicament he was in speaking of Angela. Oh boy. Yeah, if, if seating practice would have happened, we, we would have had a, uh, a dinner date issue there. So Angela and I, uh, we, 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 we did have a one-year anniversary on, on Friday there. So we, the plan was to actually go to dinner that night. 
Um, then it was kind of realized that seating practice was going to happen. So we ended up making it an anniversary lunch instead. Um, at uh, I, long story short, uh, yeah, it, it was it, it was interesting there back and forth. And then we ended up getting rained out for the seating practice. So it almost didn't even matter. Uh, we could we could have run. Uh, we could have we, we could have gone to the date night then as well. But um, oh, and I forgot to also thank thank Nimba. Nimba does. Nimba is always he's, he's big into M4s. He uh, for those who don't know, Nimba's the dog. He but he always grabs the tires <laughs> for me. And uh, well, he always doesn't bring them back. He's always willing to help out and grab the M4s. That's his favorite tire. <laughs> That's funny. I definitely also, as soon as I moved to Evan, I thought of it. Cannot thank Angela personally enough because she is always willing to pit me. I think she pit me in every single race. And pitting me in that final was crazy because every time I came into the pits, if you saw the pictures on Facebook, her face was absolutely covered in mud (laughs) once I came into the pits. So um, shout out to Angela. It's super cool that she's so willing to pit me all the time. And um, it really makes us a unique pair because there's not many, you know, females are involved in the hobbies in a lot of ways. But, um, you know, our team is a little bit special because we have a girl driver and a girl pit lady. So her and Dave did a great job pitting me in the main. And I know that was not easy with mud constantly flinging in your face trying to fill me up. Um, I think that's it for fall brawl. All right, so um, before we get off this episode, we since we have our special guest, Evan, on the episode, Evan, we just want to hear about RCGP from you. You had the opportunity to run for BRC's wildcard team in the mm-hmm. last round of the RCGP. So kind of just give us a rundown of that race and fill us in on RCGP. Um, I know I was bummed that I wasn't able to make that race. Um, I think RCGP is doing a lot of cool things um, for the hobby. So, yeah, just give us a rundown of your time at RCGP and fill us in on RCGP. The RCGP was awesome. Um, yeah, me and Davey, we uh, we originally planned on going out there to run the RC2 class, which is kind of like an open class. Um, but... I ended up getting a call from Brent Densford. Um, he had an opening for the RCGP class. So, yeah, we ended up going out there and running the class with all the, the big dogs, so to speak. Um, I didn't really go out there with any expectations. I know uh, um, Katie and Nick were kind of talking about that earlier. Going, It was kind of like going from open to pro, so to speak, for me. Um, I kind of went out there and just gave it my all because – I mean, over here running against the pro class is one thing, but running against the pro class over there is another. Like every, I think there was 12 of us, and every single one of those guys in there were like super fast and some of the best drivers in the world. So I kind of just went out there with no expectations. I knew it was going to be hard, but I didn't realize how hard it was actually going to be until I got there. But um, yeah, so I think we ended up getting there on Wednesday or Thursday. And practice was the next day, so we kind of set up. And it was funny because they it's in a town called, like, Umont, California, I believe. But they nickname it Blowmont, California because how bad the winds are. So, yeah, we couldn't even set up our tent the first day, me and Ryan Lutz. Um, we had to kind of pit down in the lower area of the track because it was so windy up there. 
where our tents were supposed to be. So, yeah, that was kind of something a lot of people don't really, like, take into consideration, I guess, when they watch it back home. You just think it's a regular race. But, no, that wind, it, it was crazy. I've never raced in wind that strong before. It was definitely made racing a lot harder. And with all the jumps they had on the track, it uh, definitely affected cars in the air. I think, actually, I think they said, like, it was – I'm trying to think. I think it was like 33s or 34 second lap times, and 14 or 15 seconds were spent in the air. So, yeah, it was it was a crazy amount of jumps, but um, it was definitely a fun time. But back to the racing part of it, you basically had two days of racing, and it was two separate race days. So you had it was all heads up racing, and it um it was gate starts, which was super cool. Um. But yeah, you had four kind of qualifying races, but you started on the gate. So basically, the starts were a toss up. You just uh, went out there and kind of see where you ended up after the first lap. I kind of had a good strategy. I um, I kind of waited behind and wasn't as aggressive off the gate as some people were, and it kind of played out in my favor. I kind of uh, ended up getting a lot of top five like runs in the first like lap or so but i mean that didn't always end like that because those guys are so fast i kind of the runs i had a good start on i'd probably end up around sixth or seventh by the end of the run but whenever you had a bad start it was super hard to make up the time on the guys so yeah it was it was cool i think my highlight of the weekend was the hour-long main i've, I've never ran an hour-long main before so my goal was just to go in and finish the main but um yeah i actually had a super good start in that one and i ran like um fifth or sixth for the first 20 or 25 minutes and in front of like guys like Cavalier and Angara and everybody so it was super cool to run in front of those guys for a little while but um yeah I think I ended up falling back a couple spots by the end and finishing seventh but just to be able to be on pace and for a little while and definitely helped out I think me as a driver knowing I can kind of do it I just need to work on my consistency and maybe knock off a few tenths of a second a lap here and there and maybe i can start making some better appearances at these bigger races i go to so yeah rcgp was an awesome experience i uh just thank brent i can't thank brent densford enough for the opportunity to let me run with those guys it uh definitely was a once in a lifetime opportunity and i definitely appreciate it so thanks for the support from BHRC and I'm really uh, hopefully looking forward to running on RCGP again if I can ever get the opportunity. So, yep. Yeah, we're excited about RCGP next year because RCGP actually is planning on having two races in yeah. um, the States. And I'm really hoping they do a West Coast and an East Coast because I would definitely for sure try to at least make the east coast but um yeah. i'm really excited to see rcgp season two yeah i know smb's trying to get a race if they can i know nick oh, was wow. telling me about it so that would be super cool if that happened that that would be so awesome that'd yeah. be a good track that'd be a really uh, good track yeah it's kind of a west coast feel to it but on the east coast so that would be cool you never know yeah, that's awesome. I I can't wait to see what they release for that. I wanted to ask Evan about the gate starts and if he feels something like that should be used more universally throughout RC racing and heads-up racing. What are your thoughts about that? 
Um, I like the gate start. I like the way they did it. They did it in two rows. So the top six guys were on the front. The back six guys were on the back. And, uh, yeah, it, um, it worked out pretty good. But for how narrow that track is, Thunder Alley is actually not that big of a track. It's probably about the size of S&B, but the elevation makes the lanes even smaller. Um, it kind of was a cluster for us. But I think if they came up with a gate that's kind of like at a, almost like at a triangle, you know how like the birds fly in the air? Like maybe if the front guy starts in the middle up front and then it staggers back and back and back, I could see that working. But I don't know how that would, how you could actually set that up. But yeah, that, I could see gate starts working. You just have to kind of come up with a innovative idea to make them more fair. But uh, for heads-up racing, yeah, I'm all about that. I uh, I think I always do better on the clock anyways than qualifying. And it's probably more exciting to watch anyways. So if you could – I think the heads-up racing is for sure the way to go. We just got to somehow convince people over here to want to do it instead of qualifying all the time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was basically qualifying. You just, like, race on the clock against each other. Or not on the clock, but you race against each other on the track. So. It uh, it was definitely pretty cool. Uh, hopefully, we can kind of come up with something like that over here. Yeah, it's certainly hard with the large grids that we have. Yeah. Um, like open this weekend, we had almost sixty people. It's like, how do you race heads up and all that? So yeah, I have a few different ideas that I'd like to throw around, but it's just making it all work and making sure everyone's happy is the hardest yeah. problem. And it's kind of hard in nitro too, because I know a lot of people I pick guys all the time. And a lot of people are pitting multiple cars and qualifiers and stuff. So I can see that being kind of hard to do. But, I mean, maybe at bigger events when you know you're going to have a pit guy and stuff. I, at club events, I could see it being hard. Good deal. It sounds like they got a lot of good stuff going for them. And hopefully if they do have an East Coast round, I hope to be uh, traveling wherever it is with Davey, Dave and Katie. Oh, yeah. It's definitely worth it, I'd say. They definitely uh, – more than they try to make it more than just a race, so I think what they're doing is pretty cool, and they're trying to take RC in the right direction. Everything they're doing seems to be top notch, so I definitely go to whatever race you can if it's close by. So the last thing that we're gonna finish with today is we're gonna go ahead and do our game show. So if you're not familiar with our game show, we'll take a minute to explain to you how to do it. For the moment you've all been waiting for, this is the Finish My Line Game Show, where nothing is made up and the points don't matter. The rules are simple. Finish Katie's sentence. Now, back to our host, Katie Carmody. So, the first question that we have on the game show today is, Evan, the item at the top of my Christmas list is? A new Ogeo bag. That's a good one. Okay, Nick, the item at the top of my Christmas list is? I really want M17. You are the exact same as Dave. That's on his list, too. Derek, the item at the top of my Christmas list is? Um, 
potentially a gaming monitor since I just got back into Call of Duty. Okay. Yeah. All right, Evan, my favorite moment in RC of 2019 is making the Nationals truck main. Awesome, that's a good one. Uh, Nick, my favorite moment in RC of 2019 is? Has to be this past weekend of Fall Brawl. I think I drove it the best I ever had before. Fall Brawl was pretty epic. I want to do it over again. I wish we had Fall Brawl this weekend. <laughs> um, Derek, my favorite moment in RC of 2019 is? I think it would be... Um falling into the role of an you know, assistant regional team manager for this area. So getting more involved with the RC racing from that standpoint. Awesome. Uh, Evan, the thing I am looking forward to most in 2020 is? Um, going to some of the big races on the East Coast, like SIC and Psychonitro. Okay. Nick, the thing I am looking forward to in 2020 is? The Fuel Nationals at LCRC, because I love that track. I haven't been there, but I'm super excited to go there and definitely putting Nationals on my list. Derek, the thing I'm looking forward to in 2020 is? Running Nitro full-time. Woohoo! boy. <laughs> All right, Evan, my favorite Christmas cookie is? Sugar cookie. Okay, Nick, my favorite Christmas cookie is? The little Christmas tree sugar cookies. cookies That's what I meant, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Same answer. Can you go Did... any other way? Um, no, there are a million Christmas cookies. Not a good one. I like the, um, the, I think they're called haystacks. They're like little Chinese noodles covered in butterscotch. No, you guys don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe that's an Ohio no thing. Comment. Sounds like things <laughs> to me. Okay, Derek, my favorite Christmas cookie is? I'd say it's the homemade ones we used to make. Um, I used to, my aunt used to make us some, some dough and we would make them every year. We just make our, you know, Christmas shapes. We'd make like Christmas trees and things. So some homemade cookies. Okay. Uh, Evan, my expectations for 2020 are? Are to, uh, make more of the big A mains at some races like DNC and Silver State and Nationals. Nick, my expectations for 2020 are? To run Pro Nitro Buggy regionally and be a better driver this time next year than I am right now. Derek, my expectations for 2020 are? Ah, uh, jeez. Just, I just want to be a better racer in general. I want to, I want to be more sound overall. You know, between driving, maintenance, and upkeep, and everything, I want to be, I want to be, uh, I want to have a good routine. Okay. Evan, my favorite Christmas tradition is? Um, we go to the Japanese steakhouse, like where they cook in front of you on Christmas Eve. So it's kind of weird, but I like it. That's awesome. Nick, 
my favorite Christmas tradition is certainly not eating hibachi. Hey, I like it. <laughs> I'd have to say putting up my tree every year. Uh, Derek, my favorite Christmas tradition is uh, the annual ping pong tournament at my cousin's house, and uh, trying to take the win in that one. Dude, where's that at? I can play some ping pong. <laughs> Do it. Dave can too. I'm sure he'd meet you there. Okay, Evan, the most exciting race of 2019 was? Um, I have to say, I'm just trying to think about this. Um, probably, this is a hard question. There's a lot of them. I would say uh, Wicked Weekend Buggy Man was pretty exciting for me because I kind of was off pace a little bit and kind of worked my way up to third on like four minutes to go, then my server went out. So it was pretty exciting until that happened. Uh, Nick, the most exciting race of 2019 was? It's a hard one to answer. I'm going to have to go with two parts. I'm sorry I'm breaking the rules. But to watch... The Trogi Fuel Nats with Mayfield and Rivkin going at it the entire Oh, main. that was awesome. That, that was, was awesome. a great race to watch. And personally, for me, it would be that B main this past weekend. Just racing so close with those guys to make the bump. That was a lot of fun. Really exciting. Derek, the most exciting race of 2019 was? Uh, I'm going to go two parts as well. There was uh, a race down in Sumter where I was able to uh, take a double win in e-truggy and in uh, e-buggy against. But um, in the e-buggy, I had there were some pretty good people in that race that I was able to hold off. So that was probably more of the highlight there for that. Um, but also in Wicked Weekend, um, I, I ran three classes and I did make my first podium. It wasn't short course. But um, I will say that, that that was pretty exciting to get my first uh, podium at one of those bigger events. So, Evan, the best thing about RCGP is? Um, the exposure gives each driver in the RC community. Like if you watch all the interviews and everything, it kind of gives you a outlook into each driver and how their weekend's going and what they're about. Nick, the best thing about RCGP is? Their professionalism. Derek, the best thing about RCGP is? The heads up racing. Can't beat it. I would also say just the exposure of the hobby in general. They're really trying a lot to get you know, it out there to everyone, whether you're into RC racing or not. Yeah, for sure. All right, that's it. Thanks for playing the game show, guys. That's all we have for this episode. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Thank you to Evan, Nick, and Derek for coming back on the podcast with us. We hope you guys enjoyed our Fall Brawl episode. Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Katie. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Merry Christmas, Christmas, everyone. Yeah, Merry Christmas to everybody from Race Like a Girl. We'll see you guys at the next one. Woo.